are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Thursday, and uh, got some news dropped on us yesterday by Shams of The Athletic, uh, then kind of co- uh, corroborated by a couple of other people, including Will Guillory of The Athletic, too. The Pelicans are actively having talks about trading Drew Holiday. Okay. Okay. We're going to dive into all of that in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans, focusing solely on this. So first and foremost, is it true? Kind of what does this all mean? I'll give you my perspective of it. We've actually got it from David Griffin himself as well. Then say they are trading Drew Holiday. What are they looking for? What are some of the teams that they could look for uh, to make a deal with? All of that and more in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. Okay, so let's not bury the lead. Comes from Sham Sharania of The Athletic yesterday. The tweet, the New Orleans Pelicans are openly discussing star Drew Holiday in trade talks and several contending teams are pursuing sources tell the athletic NBA and stadium where he also works for. So this is a little interesting uh, because one, I don't think they're actively trying to trade Drew Holiday and that's not what, what Sham says in the tweet. It's they're actively in trade talks. There is a difference there. So... Uh, what I think this means in the way my read on the situation, take for that what you will, is that if someone calls about Drew Holiday, they're going to answer the phone. Just like if you were to come over to me and be like, you know what? I'm interested in buying your car, Jake. I'd be like, okay, like, sure. I, I, I could sell it. Like, what are you going to offer? It doesn't mean I'm trying to sell it. It doesn't have a for sale sign on it. It's like, I guess if car is a bad example, maybe house is a better example. Hey, I want to buy your house. Well, I live here. I like it. You know, for the right price, yeah, I'd sell the house and then just move to another one if, you know, if you came in with way more than what I was expecting. But I don't have a for sale sign on it. I don't have a a realtor hired that's trying to market it and, you know, get me out of this house. And I don't have another house in mind that I want. But I'm going to listen. You know, would you say I'm openly in talks about the house if people inquire? Yeah, maybe. And I think that's kind of what's going on here. Will Guillory chimed in a little bit later saying, sources tell me the Pelicans are indeed listening to trade offers for Holiday. However, it is not a result of Holiday asking for a trade. That has not happened yet. A lot of the speculation is also around, would the Pelicans try and extend Drew Holiday or offer him a new contract uh, and maybe come to a verbal agreement of some sorts? with him for he declines the player option and then signs a new deal or they just extend the current one. You can do all of that. And maybe if he says no, you start looking around a little bit more. I think that's a possibility, but I wouldn't say that's the reason for this. I simply think this is they want to try and improve the team as much as possible while also thinking about the future. And that does mean answering phone calls about Drew Holiday. But if a team calls you and offers you crap, You can just hang up the phone and be like, yeah, we listened, we talked, and I said, no, I'd need more than that. Then they said they wouldn't do that, and that was the end of the talks. Still openly in talks. I don't really get what openly uh, in talks quite means 
or actively in or openly discussing star Drew Holiday. Like if you're talking to other GMs, it's open, right? It's not a secret. So I, I read this as not, not a whole lot. This doesn't seem like a leak that would have come from New Orleans by any means, right? That doesn't give them any leverage in this. If it's like, hey, we're discussing Drew Holiday, that doesn't help them at all. This is probably another team trying to kind of throw some of this out there and create some unrest and do something. And the negotiating through the media, which honestly I don't think does much of anything and actually impact anything that goes on around these trade talks and these teams. So that's my read on the situation. Then later in the evening, David Griffin at a season ticket holder event introducing Stanley and Gundy to season ticket holders gave a comment and here's the quote and this uh, I'm stealing from you Christian Chris, uh, sorry Christian Clark of the advocate I need to get him on the show too Drew and Lauren Holiday are special people said David Griffin quote and they've been special parts of this team and a special part of this community this is something when you read something like that you think something must have happened as though it was newsworthy that we were listening to trade discussions around a player that's our job We've done that since I got here. We had similar discussion or similar conversation at last year's trade deadline. No one is actively trying to do anything different than we were before. We're trying to build a team that can be highly competitive today and build towards a sustainable future. If that means that Drew Holiday is part of that, that's special for us because he loves being with us and we love the way he plays. If the best way to build towards that future and the best way to put him in the best position to succeed is for him to be traded, that's what ends up happening. But those things come about because you're trying to build towards a sustainable future and Drew's trying to put himself in the best position to win. We're grateful he's done that with us and we see no reason that won't continue. That basically means to me they're not going to trade him unless, uh, before the trade deadline unless they get a monster deal in, which I don't think they're likely to do before the trade deadline necessarily. And if this team looks like they could be good and could be a winner, maybe Drew stays. Maybe he did say no to an extension. Maybe it's not, I won't re-sign with you all ever. It's just, I don't, I'm not going to think about that right now. Sometimes it's just too early on in the process to try and come to that conclusion. And I think that's what you have here. So this is basically the Pelicans being like, yeah, if a team calls, we're going to listen and we'll, we'll, we'll throw counter proposals to you because you should do that on almost, almost every player on your roster. So this isn't necessarily newsworthy to me as David Griffin says in that quote, like, yeah, this is just kind of business as usual. Like this is what you do, right? Think about whatever your job is. When you do a function of that job, do you run around like telling everyone in the office, you know, do, do, does everyone need to know? Is it noteworthy? No, it's it's your job. It kind of goes with the territory. That's part of what this is too. doesn't mean they're keeping your holiday. doesn't mean they're trading him. And there's some, um, you know, kind of GM speak in what David Griffin said, you know, we might trade him. We might not. It's just, however you make the team the best and however you think you make the team the best is what you're going to do. That might mean keeping Drew Holiday for right now. If there's no good offers out there, it might mean you trade him. If you don't think you're going to resign him or that he'll be back so that you at least get some pieces for him, but you'll make that decision when you've got to make that decision. I don't know if the Pelicans are there just yet, but if they were, what are they looking for? What's of most value to them? And then what are some potential traits? So let's dive into that coming up here in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked on Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from here Monday through Friday for you all. No paywall, breaking down everything you want to know about the team, whether you listen one day a week, five days a week. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to the show, catch it up on all things New Orleans Pelicans. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 
So say the Pelicans are looking to trade Drew Holiday. What, what does that look like and what are they looking to get in return? And let me reiterate here. They're going to be more competitive with Drew Holiday out there on the court this season. They're not going to be a better team this year without Drew Holiday. Even when you factor in, and we'll get into this in the third segment of today's show, when you when we look at the best players and deals coming back, if you even if you get one of the better names on the market, Tyler Hero perhaps, long shot, but maybe, say he's the best player you get back in a trade, you're probably a worse team out there on the court with Tyler Hero instead of Drew Holiday. So they're going to be less competitive in the short term, meaning the only reason I think they trade him is if he requests out, which he hasn't done yet. There is a lot of loyalty between him and the organization, and it goes both ways. And a lot of mutual respect. You love to see that, by the way. Just both parties kind of feeling they did right by one another and have been done right by the other group. It's rare that you kind of see that, and there's a lot of that here. So he's not necessarily looking to leave. Though certainly if this team isn't going to be good and isn't going to be competitive, he wants to go and win. Like he's at that point in his career where the, it really matters to these guys. He wants to get to a conference final, something like that. Something that he's not able to do here in New Orleans in the short term. Then they will look to move him. And if you look to move him knowing you're going to be bad at least this season, not bad, but not as good this season, what are you hoping to get in return? And that's where it gets a little bit interesting. And that's where you can start evaluating the trade packages of various teams. They're going to want picks. We know that they're going to want a young player to ideally, you know, ideally two, but one, one that you think can be a starter level guy in the NBA and you don't want to take on long-term bad money. You kind of want those two things. I also think maybe they do feel they could move from on from Drew Holland and they're not the sixth or seventh seed in the NBA, but are you the 10th? And we talked about the playing tournament yesterday could you be the 10th seed after you trade your holiday? And do you think that is a possibility? You can still get into the playoffs. So you can kind of accomplish all of your goals. So keep that in mind too. If it's the trade deadline and they're like, we're not going to finish eight, we'll finish 10. Trade Drew Holiday at that point. I think that changes where they're like, okay, he's not asking help, but maybe it's time to move him. So say you're looking for that young guy. It's starter quality player. The guy you can believe can blossom into that. It doesn't need to be an all-star level player. You're not going to get a player as good as Drew Holiday is where it's like a mid to top end starter, but not, um, or kind of mid tier starter, you know, not top end, not all-star or anything like that. Just a good dude. That's young. That's cheap. That can maybe blossom into something. Tyler hero does fit that. We'll get into some other names potentially as well. You also want picks, and the picks are where it's going to get interesting because the teams that are going to be coming after Drew Holiday are contenders. And I do think they would only trade him to a contender. And frankly, when it's like, oh, he wants to, you know, the only teams that are reaching out to the Pelicans are contenders. Ten contenders have reached out. Of course, bad teams don't need Drew Holiday. Bad teams don't want to trade. The Cavaliers aren't going to trade what they have four or the fifth pick in the draft for Drew Holiday. The Charlotte Hornets are not going to trade the third pick in the draft for Drew Holiday because Drew Holiday does no good for them. So of course it's only contenders. That doesn't mean that Drew Holiday is trying to force his way out. It just means that only contenders are calling because other teams aren't going to be able to get a deal done because they don't need him. So they wouldn't be calling in the first place. So, those teams that are contenders aren't going to have great draft picks, at least in the short term. So you need to start projecting potentially further out. 
This is what the Pelicans did with the Los Angeles Lakers in the Anthony Davis trade. Some of those Lakers picks are crap. Now, those Lakers picks all might end up being crap. They kind of look like they're going to end up being crap. But at least they have a chance to get better over time than the ones right now. If you're looking at a contender and they're like, yeah, we'll give you our 2021 draft pick, you know, Drew Holiday's going to be on that team for the whole year, part of the year. Pick's going to be like 24 later. It's not, it's not bad. It's not good. You'd like something to be in the lottery, right? But maybe if you start to push these draft picks out, 2024, 2025, Drew Holiday might not be on that team anymore. Who knows what that team is going to look like? And maybe you can kind of chart a decline in that team, anticipate it. And if it works out, all of a sudden you're holding a top 10 pick in five years for, that you got in the Drew Holiday trade. Now, that player you would then draft doesn't become good, you know, for two or three years. So it's like an eight year long thing, but you're not even looking to draft someone with that. You're trying to amass as much draft capital as possible for when a superstar player becomes available. The Pelicans are going to have max money committed to Brandon Ingram. Zion will be up for an extension before we know it. You might extend, who knows, or give a new contract to Lonzo Ball. You're going to be, you know, don't forget Josh Hart too. You're going to be in a position where you're not going to have cap room. You're going to be relying on the mid-level exception and other exceptions to fill out your roster. If you want to make and snag a difference maker, it's not in free agency. It is through a trade. And then you resign him with bird rights. You can go over the cap for all that. You're going to need a crap ton of draft picks for that. As many assets as possible that you can throw into a deal. Say a guy, not Anthony Davis level, but like a step below that becomes available. AD was like four or five draft picks plus Lonzo Ball plus Josh Hart plus Brandon Ingram. It's a lot. Probably still wasn't enough for AD given how good he was for the Lakers and the Lakers winning a title. But you get what I'm saying. You're going to need a... It, it takes more than two draft picks. It's going to take three, four, five, six potentially. All of that stuff. So trading Drew Holiday and getting draft picks, even if they're way further down the line, and that's even better than more recent ones, is something the Pelicans are going to be looking to do in any sort of deal like that. They're thinking long-term for how do you snag a star to pair him next to Zion and Brandon Ingram. Where do you get that third person from? It's going to be in a trade. You need draft picks. And that's what the Pelicans are going to look for. The player isn't as important. It's I think the draft picks are arguably the most important thing. Plus, no long-term money. You don't want to kill any flexibility with that either. So... Let's get into potential trades coming up here in the next segment of Lockdown Pelicans. Clearly one that I don't think has been mentioned before that I'm kind of intrigued by and I think could make some sense. All right, wrapping up today's show here in just a moment. But if you listen to the show one day a week, try giving it a second listen two days a week. We are here five days a week, but it's okay. Join us when you can. Two days a week would be perfectly great. We cover everything you want to know about the team here. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast and never miss an episode. All right, fake trade time. I know you've all been waiting for it just a little bit. So if Drew Holiday is traded, the the usual suspects are going to be both the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. There's issues there, which I think make getting a deal done tough. The first and foremost is the best players you'd be getting back in a trade from Miami would be Tyler Hero or Michael Porter Jr. with the Denver Nuggets. Both those teams right now aren't going to include either of those two players in a trade. Not yet, maybe at the trade deadline, but like today, tomorrow, whenever you're allowed to do transactions again, not going to happen. So it kind of kills anything there. 
I'm less worried about a lot of the ancillary pieces. And my question always comes down to who's the best player in the trade. And are you happy with that kind of as the centerpiece for your return for the Pelicans last year? was, are you happy with Brandon Ingram? You know, if you are, that was the best player you could get. That's the best player you can get. The other stuff doesn't matter as much as long as it's not like Michael Beasley and KCP, right? You need to have some quality in there. So if it's not Michael Porter Jr., I'm not interested in that Nuggets deal. With the Miami Heat, if Tyler if Tyler Hero isn't in there, I'm not all that interested. Say you, you put a package together of sign and trade with Derek Jones Jr. plus Kendrick Nunn, the 2020 first-round pick they have, and then the 2025 first-round pick they have. Like If that's at the trade deadline and that's the best you've got— in some capacity, say Derek Jones Jr. still that you know uh, is, is if it's headlined by Kendrick Nunn and the first round picks, like yeah, fine, I'd probably do it, but I'm not all that excited about it. But it's better to get something, I think, at that point for Drew Holiday, especially if you know he won't be around longer. Say you look at the Golden State Warriors; they have um, the second overall pick in the draft. They have a future Minnesota pick, and they'll trade you Andrew Wiggins. I'm less interested in that because I don't want long-term money coming in. In that Wiggins contract, you'd have to figure you'd package a pick with it just to get it off your book. So basically, you're trading Drew for the second overall pick. Eh, I'm not quite there with with all of that just yet. So your your options right now just don't look all that good. There's the Nets uh, with Karis LeVert, but they don't apparently want to include Jared Allen with that. And if you like Jackson Hayes, does Jared Allen make a lot of sense? Levert doesn't make sense as a starter for the Pelicans. He makes sense as a sixth man for the Pelicans. And in fact, I did an episode on that. If you haven't listened to it, uh, go back and listen to that one where we talked about Karis Levert as a sixth man, a Manu Ginobili-esque role for New Orleans. And you know what? Sign me up for that. I could really buy into that one if that's the role he's willing to accept. If he's not, eh, I don't know if it makes as much sense for New Orleans. Uh, you could look to the north, to the Milwaukee Bucks. Would they potentially make a move for Drew Holiday? They, they'd like to. I think he makes more sense for them than Chris Paul potentially does. I just don't know if there's that appealing of a package there. Those first-round picks don't look very good. And if you trade for Drew Holiday and Giannis signs an extension, like, cool, first-round picks there don't matter for a couple of years. The other team, though, that I haven't really seen mentioned that I could kind of get behind to some degree of making a trade doesn't normally get mentioned as a contender, but they would like to become a contender and they'd like to become a contender this coming season. And that is the Atlanta Hawks. That's a team that's pretty young. Trey Young, John Collins, a couple of other guys, too. Um, And they really want to try and improve and get into the playoffs and really make some noise with that young team. And there's some, apparently some pressure from ownership. So coming in and trying to get Drew Holiday makes some sense for them. He would immediately make them better. They also have the second, or not the second pick, the sixth pick in the draft. We talked about it on yesterday's show. If the Pelicans are looking to trade up, six would make some sense, right? You'd like to get there because you can probably get Killian Hayes at that spot, a guy I'm very high on, or one of those other kind of top-end wings that you maybe want that kind of are are hanging up there, uh, Devin Vassell and some of the other ones that you won't be able to get at 13, even though I think there's some quality at 13. You could get kind of one of the blue chippers in this draft as much as they're blue chippers. That's an intriguing start. The sixth overall pick in this draft, if there's someone you really like and kind of combined with the fact that maybe the Pelicans are 
uh, looking to move up, maybe there is someone they like. So a deal like this could potentially happen. There's also some other young guys on there that kind of make some sense. So first and foremost, you could bring in Dwayne Dedman back uh, back to New Orleans and have him kind of be your starting center. He does a number of things that would be perfectly fine next to Zion Williamson. He's not, you know, uh, an amazing shooter by any stretch, but he defends the rim and he grabs rebounds. That's not a horrible thing to have around him. This guy who puts up 10.7 boards and gives you pretty solid defense, at least during his time with Atlanta. Okay. What about a guy like Kevin Herter? This is a young dude who's a pretty good shooter. And he shot eight, uh, 38% from three on five attempts per game in two years in the NBA. Nice piece off the bench. Last season, he gave Atlanta 12 points and two threes made. Like, you can get behind some of that. He gives you almost four assists per game and four rebounds. Guy could play the two-guard spot, can play a little bit on the wing in the small forward position as well and space the court. Young could turn into something pretty good. I think right there is the makings of a trade. Frankly, they don't need to send more salary because they're actually under the cap and they could make that deal alone happen. So you don't take on bad salary. You bring in two useful rotation players and the sixth pick in the draft. And one of those rotation players could be something good. I'd be interested in a deal like that. So if you're telling me you've got Killian Hayes, Dwayne Dedman, and Kevin Herter. Yeah. I think that's one of the better options right now, especially if Miami isn't going to include Tyler Hero and the Nuggets aren't going to include Michael Porter Jr. Now, one development to keep an eye on, and this comes from David Rammel of Locked on Heat, as he and I were talking yesterday about some of this. If Dragic retires, if Goran Dragic retires for the Miami Heat, and he was very limited by injury in the finals, he's up there in age, it's not inconceivable that he could retire. This Miami Heat team, which is clearly a title contender, making it all the way, needs a lead guard like that badly. Very, very badly. That is not a position, and for that team that's trying to win right now, that you can kind of just let that drag out. Now, Dragic is only 34 years old. He'll, be, he'll turn 35 during next season. It's not ancient. It's not necessarily that he needs to retire. He's played 12 years in the league. It's not uh, an incredible amount of time, right? But if he does because injuries and everything, they get a little bit more desperate. Then, then maybe you do look to upgrade and try and improve the lead guard position. And you might then be willing to include a guy like Tyler Hero in a deal. So this trade on whether Drew Holiday goes to Miami or not may hinge on Dragic and whether he retires or not. That is a development I'm going to have my eye on because day he retires, if I'm David Griffin, if he retires, I call up Miami immediately and just go, price is only going to go up from here and try and pressure him into a deal right away. And it might work. We will see. So there you go. Everything you could possibly want to know about a Drew Holiday trade. What's going on in the current moment? Is it actually close to happening? Uh, what are they looking for and who might they trade him for? So there you go. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow.